Amen. Good morning. And welcome to the second service. Well, we do this like Disney. And welcome to Northwest. To make it sound more special. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. <clears throat> well, we're going to continue today. In the first service, I, I came out and, and Dr. Crystal was expected to speak. She was on the schedule and we switched it around at last second. And um, so in the notes of the person giving it, Adam Cross was giving announcements. He goes, let's pray for Dr. Chris. Oh, it's, it's Pastor Mark. Let's pray. Thought, and I think he prayed a little harder knowing it was me. So I'm not sure, but uh, the first service enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> we're going to continue with uh, what we have this month, the marks of the church. And last week, uh, I introduced the... Apostles' Creed, and the Apostles' Creed has been said since the year 300, that's the first we heard of it, but, and it had a reason, it, it was, it's to do a couple things, now I know some of you may have uh, come from a church background and you never said it, uh, there are different churches, different denominations, Catholics say it, Protestants say it, but it was designed to protect the church, it was what, what they did is they boiled it down because they didn't have a written word. They didn't, they didn't have a written word. And people were stretching. You know, like they, they had these new experiences in God. And they would come up with some crazy things that they would say that are essential. Now, the Apostles' Creed are the essentials. It's, the, it's what the apostles taught all just in a little kind of poem, poemish thing that could be remembered. And it was protect the church from going too far, but it was also to project, protect the church so we could stretch further. Because there's some crazy things out there in the kingdom of God, and there's even some crazy things out there in the kingdom of the enemy. See, the Bible says that the enemy is going to come as an angel of light. Well, how do you tell the difference? When... They teach a new essential that's not in the Apostles' Creed. Or they teach something that crosses one of the essentials in the Apostles' Creed. Now, did you know you sang it today? It was in the song. And so <clears throat> we want to look at that, especially in the area of uh, the church. There's a, talking about essentials, there was a, a new bride, remind me because one of the, the Reed newlywed is here playing in the band. And I thought, oh, it reminds me of this story. It goes so long with what we're talking about. There was a newlywed, and it was, <clears throat> they're going to have a special Thanksgiving dinner. And she gets this big ham. They always, her mother cooks the best ham, and her mother cooks the best ham. And so she puts this ham in there, and she cuts the end of the ham off on this end and end of the ham off on that end. And then she lays the two, you know, on, on a side plate, and she cooks the ham. And her husband says, why did, my mother never cooked the ends of the ham, you know, cut the end of the ham like that and cooked it different. She goes, yes, but this is the best. It is just the best. It's an essential. We don't do, you know, a ham without that, cutting the end. He goes, why? She goes, I don't know. I'll call mom. She calls her mom. She goes, mom, why did you cut the ends of the ham? She goes, well, it's because my mother did it. Well, let's call grandma. And, and she goes, no, but you always have to cut the ends of the ham. So they call grandma. And they go, grandma, why do you cut the end of the ham? She goes, because it wouldn't fit in my stove. 
But somehow they believed it made it better. And it was because they believed it. And it became an essential that began getting passed down and passed down. And so we have the Apostles' Creed. It is, a, you know, some people are going, oh, it's a ball and chain. You know, it's a ball and chain. No, it's not. It's your safety rope hooked to your harness. So go out and stretch yourself and, and new experiences. But be ready. Be ready that someone pulls that rope back and it's to keep you from crushing on the rocks. It's a safety chain, not a ball and chain. So let's take a look. If you'll stand with me, if you're not a believer, it's fine. Uh, you can say these words. You can sit down. You don't even have to get up. But I just want those who want to honor what the church has given us. <clears throat> and I'll start you, and you keep going, because if I speak over you, you all aren't loud enough. If I go quiet, you get louder. Are you ready? Let's start. I believe in God. Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under. The forgiveness of sins. Amen. You may have a seat. Let me tell you, it, it, it just there's so much in this, but I just want to point out that the, the, this last chapter says, you know what? I believe in the Holy Ghost. I believe in the Holy Ghost. It was a promise that Jesus sent to help us while we're down here in this fallen state that we are. The Holy Catholic Church is the universal church. We're going to talk about that. The communion of saints, that's the local church. But it gets down to the forgiveness of sin. Wow. You know, because I am a sinner. And I live with sinners. And if I didn't believe in the forgiveness of sins instead of, you know, the hiding of sins... You've got to tell yourself and remind yourself, I believe in the forgiveness. There's no reason to be carrying this around. And I believe in the forgiveness. There's no reason for me to be holding that against you. We have to recognize that we have a forgiving God and we believe in the doctrine of forgiveness. This is the resurrection of the body. The older you get and the people, and the older you get, you know people are passing away and you know that one day you have to face that. And it becomes more and more real. And just to, to know that, you know, for years of your life, you've been saying, I believe in the resurrection of the body. I believe in Jesus' resurrection. I believe in the resurrection is coming for us. Because you want some real hope and a life everlasting. Your life is not about to end. Your life is not about to end. Your everlasting is about to begin. And you you need to just work that and marinate in it. And if you want hope, this is what brings you hope. You know, people say, you know, they want to talk about there's denominations or there's new movements out there that says, you know, they believe if you don't sin, they believe if you don't sin, you're going to live forever. Armstrongism. 
uh, the latter day um, radial tires, I mean, no, the, the latter day rain movement. And you know, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. It doesn't say I believe in sinlessness, does it? You see, this whole thing just, just oh, yeah. I believe in the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body. That means it's going to die. And the life everlasting. Wow. That's hope. Well, we want to and just pay certain attention. Crystal was, uh, was in the office. One side is her office, the other side's my office. Her side's much neater than my side. So I'm surrounded with all my little papers up there and, and I'm on the computer. <clears throat> and I just turned to her, I said, good golly. I mean, because she grew up in the Methodist church and before that she, her father was a friend, they were Quakers. And they said this every Sunday. I said, how many... How many things are in the Apostles' Creed? Now, remember, the Apostles' Creed, the Apostles didn't write it. This is what, what the Apostles taught. And they had needed to shrink it down and boil it down, boil it down, boil it down, because you're, this gospel is going to a group of people who don't read and they don't have a written word. So when they got it down, this is the essentials. There's nothing in there that says about dancing on stage. There's nothing to say not to dance on stage, so we dance, okay? That's a not essential. A church down the road, they would be totally offended, you know, that we have drums, we have dancing. It always amazed me, when I was growing up, Baptists weren't allowed to drink, but every morning you'd see them all stand outside smoking. <laughs> it's like, oh, that beer's in a... It's addictive, and we're not to serve anything but God Himself. <laughs> you know, it's like, does anyone see anything about smoking in the Apostles' Creed? It's not essential. If you do, you don't. Shouldn't be addicted, but you know what? This is the essentials. And so I counted them. It's all about God, and it says 20 things about God. Two of them are about the church. Okay, all you, this is it. This is our stab at winning the world to keep the church, to, to keep this movement safe and 10% of it is given and directed about the church. 10% of all the things that they taught, 10% is committed to understand, explain the purpose of church. So we're going to take a look at that, that purpose. <clears throat> I love this verse. Where's, where's uh, the Matuzaks? I saw them earlier. Okay. I dedicated your child your, your last two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. This is your verse. Okay. And could I just have you stand, both of y'all stand up? This is our verse too. The enemy has just wanted to do nothing but destroy both these people and their families, and he's done a pretty good job. Mark's brother followed his father in almost the same location. His father, a couple of years ago, took his life. His brother, was it last year? Took his life. 
The enemy has hounded and, and her family also. And this is what the verse the Lord gave me for all of us, but also the one I was trying to think of the other day. It's in First Peter. Once you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. Some people, you may have families. God is not saying, he's not saying, oh, you know, be diversified, diversified. He said, no, I am calling you out. The word church means ecclesia. It's a Greek word, ecclesia. It means called out once. He's called us out to be a family. You were not a family, and now you are. Your family together, and you're a part of the family of God. It says, once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Thank you very much. You may be seated. Let me tell you. You see, in, in Christianity, you have to receive mercy to be in the family. You have to receive the mercy. In, in other religions, you have to obtain a certain high bar mark. Say this prayers, do this much, do this. But in Christianity, you don't have to do the high bar mark. You have to receive the mercy that God has for you. And I'm here to tell you that you can't do that in the church universal. The church worldwide, the holy Catholic church, is that's all the saints. We're going to see the saints. We see all that the Holy Catholic Church in Revelations where they all gather. And John says, I saw a multitude you could not number. The church universal is, is, is an incredible thing. In fact, you may not be aware, but I, I really have, I'm so bilingual that I can go to anywhere in the world and I can get a ride to a restaurant order a drink, and find the nearest church or nearest Christians. Doesn't matter if you're Spanish, Russian, Ukrainian, German, because there's four universal words that other languages didn't translate. One, taxi. Taxi. Next word, McDonald's. <laughs> I get the McDonald's. Coca-Cola. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter. You, it doesn't matter where you get like in the Ukraine, in Ukraine, they say, yeah, 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 yeah. hallelujah. What? That was my part, hallelujah. I'm there. I, I got a translation. Ooh. I'm starting to learn the language. <laughs> Every time I hallelujah, hallelujah, I'm there with you. You know, they'd love to do this in Peru. They always like any of the songs that have hallelujah. They think they're, they think they're speaking Spanish or I mean English. So <clears throat> It's universal. And there's nothing like it when you go someplace. Even Pastor Peter, when he goes to India, he said, you can spot a Christian. He goes, there's not a darkness on them. They, they just seem like there's, a, all the ones aren't Christians. There's just a, 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 their face, the, the, the anger, the darkness that they walk in. He goes, I've, I've been in airports where people have come up and they said, you're a Christian. And I go, yeah. And we're immediately friends and you're saved. That's the church universal. But then there's the communion of saints. I even have the verse here. Let me go to the church universal. It says, I looked and there before me was a huge crowd, too large for, for anyone to count from every nation, tribe, people, and, a lang and language. 
And they were standing in front. They had to have been saying hallelujah a lot, but uh, they knew the languages. They were standing in front of the throne and in front of the lamb, dressed in white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. And they shouted, victory to God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. That's the church universal. We'll see them in heaven from years past. But then there's a church that's local. And they, they, and Jesus is the one who taught this, by the way. Jesus spoke of the church universal. But then when it came to the local church, he said, there are things that I've called you to do in the ecclesia, the called out ones. You are called out. You know, okay, you like black beans and rice, but you're st- you, you, ha- you have a culture, but you're going to have a new culture. It's called the Jesus culture, okay? You have been called out. That's why Jesus even said, you know, there's going to be father against, you know, his brother against sister, sister against sister. Brother. But you're the called out. You have a new culture. And here's where you practice it. You practice it in the one another's. The one another's? I found 37 one another's yesterday that you can't do unless you're in a local body. You know that part that says love one another? Commit one another? You can't do that in the universal church. You, you just can't. You can't ask the universal church to forgive you. You know, I, I like it when someone, I go, you know, because there's be committed to one another. I'll, send somebody, I'll ask somebody, I said, well, are you, you in com, you know, submission or accountability? When they go, oh, yeah, guy in Oklahoma. I go, you're submitted to a guy in Oklahoma? How, how often do you see him? Oh, I, re, I talk to him maybe once every two months. No, that's not how it works. And I can see if I wanted to live my life the way I wanted, I think I would find somebody in Oklahoma to be submitted to also. That's not submission. Let's take a look at this. The communion of saints. And this is the definition I have of uh, of what the local church is, what it is to have the communion of saints. It's a local church... A local church is a group of Christians who gather regularly in Christ's name to give official affirmation and oversee one another's membership in Jesus Christ. You see, you have to be here to affirm, hey, you are here. You are not here. Hey, you're doing this. You affirm your membership to the church. People say, what's your membership to the church? Attend. Be faithful with the one another's. Your tithes, that's how you join. Well, I don't have to take a class. We well, can have a class, but you still have to do the one another's. That's what the Bible says. It's the one another's that make you a church. And it's being affirmed. I don't know how many have get on Facebook and, you know, uh, Megan, 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 little Megan. What's Megan's last name? She just married Carlos. Yeah, Garcia. She put on the nicest thing of Facebook. You know, whoever, Facebook's a great, great, just a fabulous waste of time. But we all, <laughs> in a nice way, and just, just, you want to waste your day, get on Facebook um, <clears throat> and enjoy everyone else's life that they're lying about. But <laughs> Megan put the nicest thing on because a one-year anniversary or something came up, and she just said, she said, I just love my, my pastor. That would be me. <laughs> okay. She goes, a year ago, 
I didn't have a high school education. I was a single mother. I was homeless. I didn't have a job. I said, then Pastor Mark came up. She came early to church. Good reason to come to church early. He said, Pastor Mark saw me. He came over to me. She goes, I'm almost just going to pass out. I said, you know, the big guy. And I said some things to her. I affirmed her. What you doing? Hey, how you doing? I appreciate you working in there, la la. And then I said some things that most people would have felt corrected on. I told her, it's in this body, you're going to find the man is either going to hire you or marry you. You need to make some changes. She married the dream of her life. Her son has his name. And she owns her house today. She has a high school education. And she's got a career that she's starting. From an affirmation that could not have happened anywhere but the local church. That's what we do. That changes everything. Not I'm committed to this guy over here or that one over there. But local. I'm a local guy. And the scriptures are very clear about this. And here's the problem. is all Christians belong to a church, but not all Christians belong to. The, all Christians belong to the church, but not all Christians belong to a church. All Christians are a part of the church universal. But not all of them belong to a local church. Because you hurt them. That's what happens. I like it when someone finds out I'm a pastor. They go, oh, well, um, I, I don't go to a church. I'm just part of the big church. And why is that? Well, I've been hurt. I, go, I get hurt every week. What's wrong with me? You know, every time somebody leaves the church, I go, God, that's the best thing that ever happened. Well, it has happened a few times. But <laughs> his mercies, unless you receive his mercy, you're not a part of it. I need his mercies because you know what? I've hurt you. I've probably hurt you today when I mentioned Facebook being a waste of time. You're saying, I'm gone. I'm out. If, you can't, if you can't love Facebook, I'm out of here. Yeah. Or the other one, well, I see him on there all the time. Yeah, I waste time. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I waste time. You're not there by yourself. Tap in, say hi next time you see me on there. We're all sinners called to do the one another's with each other. I have to have mercy. You have to have mercy to put up with me. I don't know why you haven't shot me and thrown me in the pond out back. And trust me, my wife has had to talk me down from bringing guns to church and shoot a few of you. I've got a tractor. I could bury you so deep they would never find you. <laughs> but mercy. 
I love mercy. I need it. You need it. <laughs> you see, we're imperfect people to come and prove a perfect God because we're going to make this thing work. It, the, more, the, the more local we get, the, the, the more mercy we need. The more you learn about me, the more I learn about you, the more mercy we need. And that mercy comes from God, not from within me. Uh, that, that mercy left a long time ago. We're here to prove something. If it weren't for God, do you think? Are you kidding me? Just to work in the coffee. The dancers, you know how many egos have to be put down and squashed? Weekly. I don't know why they do that. By the mercy of God, we exist together to do the one another's. I always like it when people go, well, you know, I, I found the perfect church. We're going to be leaving. I'm going, what? You're going to ruin it. Stay here. We're not perfect. And neither are you. You're going to ruin the perfect church if you leave us. I wouldn't do that church. If you, if, if you have found the perfect church and you're about to leave, don't tell them where you came from. They're going to call me and go, why'd you send this guy our way? He blew up our church. <laughs> I asked him to stay because we're all imperfect here. Counting on God's mercy. But here's the hurtful thing. Because what are you sitting in right now? I'll tell you. Don't answer. You're sitting in the church building. Who's beside you? The church. Jesus is not returning for this old gymnasium. He's returning for the church. That's you. If the church that you've decided to go to is lacking anything, then if you figured it out, step up and meet that lack. You're the church. Like, well, I'm going to go to this church, I got it. What are you bringing to that church? If you recognize something, that something needs to be stepped up in love and commitment, service, whatever, step up. Step up. You are the church. You are that church. Have you been hurt? Sure. If you've not been hurt, you've not needed to call upon God's mercy to help you deal with this. And Man. I must be getting across. Y'all are quiet. Let's take a look. This is the word. The code word for local church is one another. Let's just take a look at a few of these, and very few of them. All right? It says, love one another. And we go through the list. If you have your phone, you want to take it. It says, love one another, serve one another, accept one another, strengthen one another, help one another, agree with one another. That's the top one, agree with one another. We've got to find something to agree with. This is something we work on. Encourage, care, forgive, submit, commit, comfort, confess. How do you confess? Let, um, let me. Is it, one of them says trust. Trust one another. He was like, hey, let me trust. Um, what's your name again? Um, there's something, there's a demand on me knowing the person closely. I just don't walk up to any one of you and say, you know, I trust you. 
stupid. That'd be stupid. To trust somebody is something you got to work on. It's a relationship. It's a give and take. It's I got to know your life. You got to know mine. So there is something to trust. So you've got to know these people. You can't be committed and submitted and accountable to someone in Oklahoma. Someone here. And they're going to rub you the wrong way. And you them. Admonish, trust. Admonish? Wow. Which brings up, I got to take this point because this is what the Lord spoke to me about this. You know what? Here's the problem with this local church. Some of you have been hurt. You've been hurt by people in church. But some of you have been hurt, but at the same time, you have this bullseye on your back. You're always hurt by someone. You're always a victim. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen to you. We need today erase that bullseye. Some of you need to change the way you speak. That you're always the victim. It's always about you. Because that's just, that's, that's, that's just throwing seed on the ground for all these horrible things to come and onto your property. All the little birds you don't want. That's got to end. Because if that's against you, you'll never fit in the local church. You're always a victim. I'm not going to give myself. You cannot participate in the things of God, which is the one another's. This is what God has called us to do by his mercy on your life and on the life of those. And you can't participate in it because you won't recognize what's on your back, what's in your mouth. You're the victim all the time. I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, it ends. Do not bring that devil, that spirit into this room. Don't take it to your cell. Don't use it as an excuse. It ends so that we can participate. Look, it goes on. I got to move. I, I got three, seven of these. If you get another translation, go to uh, Bible Gateway and do the New American Standard. Do the King James. Do the, you'll come up with more than these. And you have to do these to be considered of the, in the faith. Wow. Do not grumble. Do good uh, deeds one another. Give preference one another. Spur one another towards love. Wow. So, for the sake of time, all of the, each one of those is a teaching. But it starts with... If you have not received the mercy of God. Remember, other religions you have to do. Christianity, you have to receive. That's what a loving God we have. Man. Let's just, let me just point out some things in smaller groups. I just spotted a special man in my life. You know, Jesus had three that were special. You know, took, he took him to the garden, he yells at him. Took him to the Mount Transfiguration, he yells at him. You know, to be in that three, you got to be tough-skinned. You can't be a victim. You want to, you don't have good friends because you're a victim. You know why you don't have best buddies? You're a victim. Because to be a friend, you have to, to have a friend, you have to be a friend. And to be a friend, you got to give a lot of mercy. 
And you have to be able to admonish them when they step out of line and they hurt you. Jesus had three, and half the time he was admonishing them. Then there's the small group, no more than 12. Jesus had his 12. And he was intimate with them. And then for us at the church, we have leadership groups. If you want to become a leader, we got Northwest U. Then, and this is all a part of the local church, but it gets pretty big. The congregation. Do you know it's very difficult for that person over there to know that this person up here needs encouragement and love? You start losing some of the, the one another's the bigger you get. And let me tell you, it gets into the celebration. Everyone needs to go to Peru for their celebration down there. Is that right? To see 10,000 people, which is one-tenth of the church, because that's all, well, you can fit 15,000, I think, maybe, in a, Pastor Peter. How many can you fit in the auditorium? 20? 20,000 people when there's 100,000 people that go to the church citywide. You need to have that. Do you know what? Because that's still local. That's part of our family. But you get to see the broadness of it and the difference, but yet the same. That's still the local church. It's that big. In one city, we have 100,000 brothers and sisters. You need to see it. Experience it, something that big, and you know that you're in the same local believing body. Incredible. So, Here's what I want to do. To be a part of the one another's. To do the things that Jesus said to do. What the disciples said to do. You need to first erase the bullseye on you. Get rid of that spirit. I'm a victim. Start raising the, 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 your speech and expecting great things instead of the worst things. Oh, they, they didn't say hi to me today. I wonder if they're, where's your mercy? God's had mercy on you. Don't let that thought come in your head. They didn't say hi to me. They gave me a funny look. God has mercy on you. Maybe they did give you a funny look. Have mercy on them. Something's upset with them. It's not always about you. Have mercy on them. I believe that today the Lord is going to allow us with, for us to see the unseen. And this unseen is what I'm talking about. When we stand up to pray, you don't, I'm not going to ask you to come down, but you know who you are. You know that you need to ask the Lord to get rid of this victimization. You're the victim. If you are the victim, ask for more mercy. God is ready to hand it to you that you can walk through a fire and come out not even smelling like smoke. That you're going to stand up to accusations. Do you know how many accusations are thrown my way every week in the long letters I have to read? God's mercy. For you to be thrown off by that is to say, I'm not a part of that mercy. I didn't receive. You need to receive. Let's erase that, Mark. I want you to become a part of the local body. 
If you go to an open cell and it doesn't fit, go to another one. And if it doesn't fit, go to another one. If it doesn't fit, kill yourself. Uh, <laughs> no, please, no. Take that off the tape. You know? <laughs> you need to do some real soul searching about yourself. Real soul searching about yourself. Why do you wear people out? What is it? Because you've got to be a part of the one another's, to be in the faith. To be in the faith. To enjoy it to the fullest. Oh, you're part of the church worldwide. God bless you. But wouldn't you rather love one another, accept one another, encourage one another? I'd rather be a part of that than read something on Facebook that someone posted. As nice as it is, I want to do it in the flesh. One another. If you have 40 good friends, you don't have any. Jesus' model is he had three. And then he had 12. And then there were 70, 72 that he sent out in Luke. And then Paul... Paul in Corinthians even talks about a 500 that was sent out. So Jesus, but when it came down, he was not best friends with all of them. He had those three. He had the 12. Let's stand. You know if the Holy Spirit has spoken to you, if that bullseye is on your back, if you have a tendency to go that way, let me pray specifically for that. Father, right now we come against that victimization, that feeling sorry for myself, or even a mark that the enemy has put on them to destroy them. We erase it right now. And we say that your mercies, your mercies that's new every day, pour into their life. Pour into their life at a greater measure than they've ever had before. That they have to recognize it's so real. This mercy. And they can extend it to others who have sinned against them. Father, all we have to do is receive. And we do. We receive your mercy. To be a part of the one another's. One another's. That's the body the local body. And it's big. And it's small. Father, we believe in that precept of getting bigger and smaller at the same time. This church and all the churches that we're related with, that we can get smaller, find those three to find those 12 as we grow the congregation to thousands. We thank you. In Jesus' name, and God's people said, Amen. can you give the Lord a hand? Come on. Woo!